Welcome to Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah LeRae, and I'm a speaker, writer, mother, and serial entrepreneur. My passion is seeing women succeed in all areas of life, and that's what I'm here to do with you today. On this podcast, I share stories of my own success, as well as interview women from all over the world who are making their mark in business. These women are CEOs, founders, mompreneurs, and globetrotters who are sharing their secrets with you. Take note as we dive in to some essential life hacks that will help you on your way to the top. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah LeRae. We have a very special guest that's going to be joining us today, Miss Nani Israel, who is the CEO and founder of the Ladies of Elegance CEO Academy. I cannot wait for y'all to hear all about the incredible things that this boss babe is doing. But without further ado, we're going to bring her in um, and just find out, first of all, Nani, how are you doing today? Hello, Farrah, darling. Thank you so much for hosting me today. I'm really excited for our conversation because we got lots to talk about. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I'm excited to dive in. So you are an award-winning digital entrepreneurship. You have an award-winning entrepreneurship charm school, which Mm -hmm. I think I've always loved charm schools. I've always thought they were super cute, but just to be able to put them into the business space and, you know, kind of offer that opportunity for women of elegance in business. I love that. Um, But it's for ambitious black women in the corporate America world. Talk to us a little bit about how you got your start in that. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. So formal introduction. Yes. The Ladies of Elegance CEO Academy is an award-winning digital entrepreneurship charm school for ambitious women in business to essentially transform their side hustles into six-figure enterprises uh, while polishing their crown. And the way that we do that or help them to do that is through social media automation and $3 an hour executive assistance. So uh, what we were able to do um, just in my entire journey, because I'll give you a short little backstory, but what, we, what we've been able to do off of monetizing social media, primarily Instagram, is generate multiple six figures. I think we're probably at 380K at this point since 2020 um, with less than 16,000 followers. We've helped thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of women to successfully monetize their social media accounts. And hundreds at this point are generating four, five, six, and multiple six figures after working with us from ground zero. So we're really, really excited about helping women blossom into the absolute best versions of themselves, having them show up as the most organized, energized, on fire, in flow, well-loved and best paid versions of themselves, you know, and that takes a lot of work. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, but the yes, way man. that it got started, oh gosh, the way that it got started, I'll, I'll start here. Okay. Uh, senior year uh, of college, my not senior year, sophomore year of college, I sat in on um, a seminar and the host or the speaker for it was the founder of something called the Dream Job Academy with some white dude. And, uh, <laughs> and he mentioned, he said, he said, he actually said something that really changed my life. He mentioned in order to find what he called your dream job, I consider it your purpose in life, is to find a problem in society that pisses you off and be a part of the solution to change it. And so I said, huh, okay. Well, one thing that really grinded my gears was the fact that every time, you know, I turned on a television screen, I saw women that looked like me, we were shown as loud, promiscuous, shameless, and I thought it was just completely, um, 
uh, inaccurate from how I was raised and how I was raised to, you know, love myself and really be a trailblazer and things along those lines. And so I said, well, I'm going to popularize uh, moving with integrity. I want to popularize this holistic way of living where women can show up as the most authentic versions of themselves and they don't have to be seen as loud they don't have to be seen as combative it's a celebratory thing when we see black when we see black women now and that was actually right before the natural hair revolution started you know among black women and now here we are in 2020 seeing um this you know with this this black girl magic narrative and with this idea that women can actually show up, they can, uh, they can have loving relationships, they can build flourishing businesses and still not be, <laughs> and not be overwhelmed, not deal with imposter syndrome, uh, superwoman syndrome, the whole enchilada, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, it's an entire mindset shift, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. So that, that was a start. That was a start. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great place to start. You know what I'm saying? Just that fire being lit under you, like, hold on a second. Like, why can't we do this in a more poised way, in a more elegant way? And as you said, show up as our best selves and not what people are selling. One of the things that I love just as a random sidebar, but one of the, the things that I, I always, or not that I love, but I think it's funny about mainstream media. They're always feeding the ideas that they want to feed you, right? Oh, yeah. I first learned this when I would, um, you know, the, the, the videos or the commercials about like feeding the children in Africa. Mm -hmm. And I used to cry. I used to really sit and watch those commercials and cry as a little girl. And I was like, oh, poor Africa. And I grew up and I'm meeting people from Africa. And they're like, it's not like that everywhere. Just like we see commercials about America and we feel sorry for you guys. It's not like that everywhere. So it's important to kind of, you know, have platforms and have um, community organizations such as yourself um, where you're you're changing that narrative and you're offering women an opportunity to see themselves from a different light and not just what we're being fed. So I love that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. So let you mentioned imposter syndrome. I think this is a really hot topic. So Ooh. let's just go straight over there. What are Ooh. some of those <laughs> what are some of those tools that you use or those tips you have for women who struggle with imposter syndrome? Well, the biggest thing is first identifying imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome essentially is this feeling as though you either are not worthy of being at a certain place, whether it be socioeconomically, whether it be hell, your own confidence level, or for where you are, mm -hmm. for the goal that you have, or for something that you vision, you don't believe that you deserve it. And a lot mm. of that stems from generational trauma. A lot of it's from generational trauma. And we are, in many cases, because I, I work primarily with millennial women, and in many cases, we are first-generation business owners. Nobody held our hand and told us, listen, this is the vision for you. This right here is where you need to end up in 20 years. Therefore, we had to figure out what to do, how to do it, you know, and we wow. had to pay bukus in some cases, like from a business perspective, to get access to the proximity of information it really takes to move to that next level, okay? But when it comes to imposter syndrome, in a lot of cases, the ladies that we have, because we've worked with thousands, we've interviewed hundreds, and it's always the same. L ladies are usually just overwhelmed beyond belief. They usually are, um, they usually procrastinate in some form or another, mainly because they're perfectionists. And a lot of times perfectionism is, well, what's rooted in perfectionism is insecurity. 
Okay. So we have Whoa, this. That's oh, that's. Oh yeah, girl. Listen, we get into yeah, it. Yeah, get into <laughs> it. <laughs> wow. Perfectionism is rooted in insecurity, and so a lot of times you have, like, for example, if you had this idea for a side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. And let let's say you want to be a coach. You want to be a coach. You want to, you know, write a book, sell a book, be an author, and mm-hmm. you know, just just completely transform lives with your level of expertise or something that you're really passionate about. Just the idea, just the idea of of speaking on stages or launching a course, literally, if it's not picture perfect, if it's not polished the way that you think it needs to be brought out into the world, then we don't do anything. We stop and then we allow ourselves to be paralyzed by that, by our own self-limiting beliefs. And so that's essentially where that imposter syndrome comes from. It comes from the perfectionism that stems from insecurity, which leads to procrastination because we're constantly feeding ourselves with, well, nobody's going to accept it if I, you know, if it, if it comes out this way, or it's not quite ready yet. I need to get this degree first, or I don't, I don't have the qualifications to actually step up and present this to the world, present this vision to the world. And the Mm -hmm. thing that I tell the ladies that I teach, because I'm so passionate about what I do. Mm -hmm is that all you need to do is be an enthusiast. You can start with being an enthusiast, yeah. okay? And people will pay you for your passion. There's a there's a method behind the madness. But a lot of times we, we focus on what I call your first pancake, okay? Follow uh-huh. along. Yeah, with yeah. I mean, so let me just say though, everything that you just said, it's giving trauma response. Like yes. it's even deeper rooted, but the main root is insecurity, but based on what has happened as a child or in other organizations, maybe on a different job. So yeah, I'm with you, girl. I'm, I'm loving it. Go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So here's the first pancake method. And it, it's not necessarily a method. It's more so of a, an idea, a concept, something mm-hmm. to keep in your back pocket and always remember when you have those paralyzing moments where you go you know, I should be posting today, or I don't know how I feel about getting this course out. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm scared, you know, I'm scared. <laughs> and so, um, and so the first pancake is essentially like, you know, because everybody has made pancakes in one form or another in their uh-huh. life, right? And so when you make that very first pancake, it's usually mm-hmm. the ugliest, right? And it ain't looking right. You got the batter. You, you just finished the batter. You didn't pour the pancake in the little <laughs> pancake batter in the little skillet, you know, you're right. waiting for it to do what it needs to do. It is either not, uh, not brown enough or it's too light or it's too dark, whatever the case may be, <laughs> right? But in order to, in order to get to that perfect pancake with the crisp golden edges, Mm-hmm. Just made just right. You have to get through the first. Mm-hmm. Done is better than perfect. And so the more that you take consistent action, not just periodic action whenever you feel motivated, because mm-hmm. here's the thing, if you're growing a business, if you're building an empire, if you're trying to be a quote unquote boss, right? Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you are being a servant leader. You can't show up periodically for people who need you consistently. You wow. can't show up, for, I say sporadically, for people who need you consistently. It's about, you have to take consistent action, mainly because it has to be rooted with this passion of understanding that if I don't do it, who else is going to? If mm-hmm. I'm not going to come and show up and serve at the highest capacity, who else is going to? Now, the rest of my community that needs this or that needs my expertise or that needs my help doesn't have it because I'm too afraid to put it out there. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yes, your first time is going to be ugly. Yes, it's not going to be the the perfect polished brand that you imagine. But believe it or not, when you're taking those initial steps, you will shock yourself at how much your brand will evolve, how much you're going to evolve from that. And that's that is kind of sort of part of the charm school ish, you know, side of side of LOE Academy because we truly make sure that you're able to monetize. Your superpower is what we call it. Your superpower is the perfect marriage between what you're really good at doing and what you really love to do and how you're able to really uh, be of service within that superpower. So that's that's how that works. Wow, girl, I'm feeling it. I'm here for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to have that same pep talk with myself, you know, just transitioning and going through things in life. And it's like, listen, this is your purpose. This is your calling. Like, even if you don't know what you're going to do, I say every day I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? All right, well, got to do it anyway, you know, and then things are happening and people are being encouraged and lives are changing. And so it's like, just walk in your purpose because you're always going to have this negative mindset, right? Like there's, there's always going to be that negative self-talk telling you, you can't do it. You're not good enough. It's not going to be perfect, but you have to like overcome that and move beyond it and do it anyway. Yeah, so I love move, it. Have to move scared. That's about eighty percent of entrepreneurship is fear. Yes, yes <laughs> I gotta yes. tell you, one month to the next, you don't know. I mean, granted, granted, if you have, if you are, uh, if you have a really great mentor, mm-hmm. okay, that can literally provide you with the roadmap to getting from ground zero to life changing. I mean, students, some of my students. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Tell you. Some of these students, these ladies that I serve are just the most amazing women and they're out here changing lives. Like one example, there's a woman named Jessica who joined us, I want to say maybe just under two years ago, like just when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, she started from idea stage. She makes yoni soaps and things okay, like that. Okay. And she now, I last checked on her maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, and she's at 180K in total wow. in her business. She's wow. selling her products in Walmart. Oh, she's doing her thing. Wow. You go, Jessica. Yes, ma'am. Another, girl. One, another one, Danielle, is a, uh, is a, what is she? No, I'm gonna talk about Tay. Let me talk about Tay. Tay is uh, the founder of Ava Lash Company. And so she's a lash tech. She sells, she has a little e-commerce business and she's also a coach. So she teaches other lash techs how to get in here Very and cool. get in the lash yeah. tech game, you know? And from a $20 course, from selling her little tweezers and lashes online and from, um, and from actually taking lash clients, sister girl, her and I met in uh, late, late, was it late 2020 or early 2021, whichever one, uh, she made hundred K in three months. I checked wow. on her. I think last month she's at 500 K in her business. Period. So, yes. And so it is, so it's about so much more than just. Mm-hmm. grabbing a bag because that ain't the that ain't the focus the focus is not I, I gotta make sure that I'm very clear when I say, say the that. focus is not on grabbing a bag okay the yeah. focus is on making sure that you are absolutely in love with the life that you're creating and the way that you do that is by working consistently within your superpower to understand that you are serving what you're doing is so much bigger than you and that is one of the highest forms of just self-care that's one of the Mm -hmm. highest forms of self-love is literally giving back you know and so when you're able to that's what build that's what building a business is all about is literally giving back but it's it's work (laughs) yeah yeah it ain't work because it's a whole lot of work it's a whole lot of work it is not for the faint of heart okay Right. (laughs) (laughs) right so let's backtrack a little bit 
because mm-hmm. we kind of talked about how, again, it's giving, to me, it's giving trauma response, right? Imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. But some, some people may have encountered this um, from work in a work environment. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about how to rebuild self-confidence after maybe you've been in a work environment, a work environment where you were undervalued or treated poorly, your ideas weren't as received. How do you rebuild your confidence after coming out of something like that? Well, here's the thing. Um, if you have a side hustle and that's at this point, a lot of ladies are building side hustles because they realize they cannot rely on the jobs that they're yep. at right now, mm-hmm. uh, to, to stay there and work there for 20 plus years and then get pension and retirement and all this good stuff. We understand more so now than ever that if we don't have a solid means of income, in most cases, multiple streams of income that we have generated ourselves, we are going to be in a real sticky situation 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. And so for that reason, if you're ever in a, a work environment, because Lord knows I've had my share, my very first job, fresh out of college, I got fired because I was black. No wow. exaggeration, no exaggeration. And this was from the college that I graduated from, okay? Wow. As an admissions counselor, Jeez. predominantly white institution. The place is still just as racist as it can be, okay? <laughs> but, and, and that is- it is, it's real and it's, it's frustrating. It's anger provoking. Um, and you, because you, because you have to play the game of survival, you keep it scraping and you keep it pushing. But the one thing that I will be able to say, cause I have had some crappy jobs, Lord have mercy. I've had some crappy <laughs> jobs, but the one constant through all of that was building my business. That was the one constant because I always had to tell myself, listen, you ain't going to be here forever. This is probably not even going to be relevant three years down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I mean, granted, yes, you may be going through it. Yes. You may have some crappy uh, coworkers. Yes. You may have a crappy boss, but that's not the focus. And because here's the thing, you feed what you focus, you feed what you focus on. Okay. And so if your focus is on growing that side hustle so that it can ultimately become your freedom lifestyle, the focus is never on how much the job sucks. The focus isn't, I mean, granted, yeah, you get stressed. Yes, it weighs on you. You take your self-care days, your mental health, your, your mental health days, and you keep it rocking. Right. The focus, <laughs> the focus right. is on making sure that at the end of the day, if they decide to fire you today, that mm-hmm. you have a contingency plan, even if it's in the very beginning stages, you know that you're going to bet on you. And in a, in a lot of cases, it's the scariest thing that you can do. But it's that's the reason why I said it takes a um, a certain level of resilience and uh, and a mindset shift. You have to be intentional about what you feed yourself when you wake up in the morning, what you listen to, the kind of uh, um, uh, uh, TV shows and whatnot that you watch. So if you sit down, if you're if you're somebody that let's say uh, only watches Housewives of Atlanta, okay, mm-hmm. you are feeding yourself toxicity. You're Therefore, right. you are never going to. Uh, uh, believe subconsciously or otherwise that you're actually going to be able to reach your freedom lifestyle. You got to intentionally feed yourself with, um, uh, with, how do I say this? How do I say this? Let me make sure I get my words together. When you're moving with intent, and this this is again, a part of the mindset shift. Mm -hmm. If I'm at work 
And I am thinking to myself, Lord, I do not want to get up at eight o'clock, you know, get to this meeting at eight o'clock in the morning, just for them to tell me about how many tablets I need to sell today. Cause I used to work at Verizon. Okay. Right. <laughs> tell me how many tablets I need to sell today. And I need to go ahead and push out these 10 tablets. So that's what $10,000. Cause they're a thousand dollars a pop. And I get what, maybe $200 out of that. Wow. Wow. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> like I, my spirit is too big to stay here. Mm. It's too big for this. It's too big for this. My potential is too big for this. So, so it's about constantly choosing you constantly choosing yourself. Because like I said, you know, that what you do is bigger than you and mm-hmm. you will see through the consistency of, uh, taking the right actions. I'm gonna say that taking the yeah. right actions, which comes through mentorship, then it will, you will literally get to that point where you, you, you know, generate your first 1000, then your first 5,000, then your first 10,000. You're like, Oh, snap, crackling pop. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can do this. I can do this. And that's what kind of gets you, uh, motivated enough to keep going, you know? So I'm so glad that- you brought that up about choosing you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult a a lot of the times for women, people in general, a lot of women, but especially black women to set boundaries and to say no, because we're so used to putting everyone else before us. Everyone else's needs are important. Especially don't, don't be a mom. Oh, Don't be a a wife or a girlfriend or a partner, whatever. You know, we, we struggle sometimes with that. And I, I, this is a conversation I've been having a lot with my girlfriends recently, if you're building a business, you have to prioritize. Because again, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. So talk a little bit about how to build those barriers or how to set those boundaries and learn to say no and be okay with that. Oh, girl. Okay. So one of my favorite quotes, no is a complete sentence. (laughs) It requires no. No period. Um, and, in a lot of cases, because I've always been the kind of person that's very intentional about my time. And that's another thing that six and seven and even eight figure earners, uh, share is that they hate wasting time. Mm. Time is one of the biggest, it's the only, as a matter of fact, it's the only commodity that you can, that you can never get back. Yeah. It's something that you can never, um, you can't ever replace, but you can always buy. Hear me out when I say this. Yeah. When it comes to the concept of time, and I will circle back to the, to the mm-hmm. drawing boundaries. Okay. Yeah, girl, we talking, but this is good. This is okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. good. And so when it comes to time, right. Buying back time essentially means leveraging your time through other people. That means if you need food cooked, you can hire somebody for that. Right. If you right. need your house clean, you can hire somebody for that. Mm-hmm. If you need other like business operations on the back end done, you can hire somebody for that. That way it gives you back 40, 50, 60, 100, 200 hours a month mm-hmm. for you to be able to then allocate toward other things. To If you're a business Bring owner, more income, money. right, there you go to Bring income generating activities. That way you can focus on different things. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to drawing boundaries, my people know, uh, if they're on the payroll or otherwise, if what we have to talk about is not beneficial, if it does not, um, if it does not uh, feed my energy, if it does not feed my mood, if it does not make me money, if it does not save me time, it ain't happening. <laughs> it's not. Happening. It's not happening. And so, um, and so, in a lot of ways, um, drawing boundaries Good. sounds like. N- checking your calendar first. One thing, one thing is my entire life is run off of my calendar. Mm -hmm. And if I have a time slot, so here's one hack, dedicate no more than three major to do's per day. 
Because what that'll do is that'll keep you consistently taking action on whatever it is that your goal is, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's going to avoid burnout. It's going to avoid overwhelm. So if you have 57 limb things in your head, if you have 37 tabs open in your head and you know, I need to do A to Z, then allocate no more than three of those big to-dos on your calendar, Mm -hmm. okay? in order to make sure that you get rid of that overwhelm. If it's not my, everybody that knows me knows, if it is not on the calendar, it will not get done because I will forget. I will forget. Or I'll tell somebody, hey, send me a text reminder. Let me know. If you don't get a calendar invite from me, I apologize in advance because (laughs) it ain't happening. 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 So that's the thing. So uh, being organized is one of the most important qualities that you can have in terms of setting those boundaries and with you being organized make sure literally allocate every hour of the day to something Mm -hmm. there should not be any idle time that you have and and what I mean by that is what I mean by that is because mind you you can schedule some self-care you can schedule a light school movie day you can schedule a mental health day you can do that but make sure you don't have some idle hours dwindling by somewhere and you find yourself scrolling on your phone. You find yourself doing it's something. It's like that saying, if you don't plan your life, someone else will. Absolutely. Like even that, even that scrolling time. Okay. An hour before I, I get in the shower, I'm going to just be on IG, be on TikTok, like schedule even that. If it's not on the calendar, don't do it. I completely agree. Right. I'm the same way. Right. And write it down. Don't just say, okay, well, at 10 a.m. I'm going to go ahead. Right. Don't write it down. Be intentional be intentional because Lord knows we are going to forget. And then when we forget and the the time comes up, that's when we're, if we feel, because we're a lot of times we're, um, we, our actions are dictated by our mood. And if you're disciplined, it shouldn't be that way. If you're disciplined, it should not be that way. No matter how you're feeling, no matter what you're thinking, you need to be sticking by your calendar, hands down. That's also a part of setting boundaries. Because the thing is, if you can't be consistent with your freaking self, you're not going that's to be hard. able to be consistent with other people. That's so that's true. the thing. When you are, that is, um, that's another, that's another form of self-love. Another form of self-care is making sure that your time is being spent wisely. That it, it all literally boils down to intent. If there's no intent for your life, if there's no intent for your life's work, then you're in la-la lane. And a lot of times that comes with a whole, that snowballs into so many other different things. The yeah. superwoman syndrome you talked about, the imposter syndrome, the procrastination, the, perfection, the, the, the perfectionism, so forth and so on. Yeah. All of it, a lot of times stems from us not having a stronghold on our, on our time management, okay? So we got insecurity, we got mm-hmm. lack of time management, mm-hmm. we got perfectionism, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of stuff going on. but the first step to kind of conquering all of those things is to want to is to truly wow to the to the point where you are willing to do what it takes Hmm. in order to get to or achieve that particular freedom lifestyle literally all it takes is 90 days and in my case in my case for the students that I help it takes 90 days and a good low-tech, high-impact sales funnel to literally achieve your freedom lifestyle. Our philosophy is simple. If you know what it takes to generate a minimum of $10,000 in one month Mm -hmm. by monetizing your social media accounts, growing your business, you literally will have the ability to print your own money. You will have the skill set to print your own money. You don't have to work for anybody else ever again in life if you have that skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
so so then let's let's go to this point then because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of black women leaving corporate jobs oh yes and starting side hustles starting businesses leaving and it it feel it at one point i think it felt a little bit like a trend but Mm -hmm. from your perspective it's essential talk a little bit about that philosophy and you know why why that's essential in your so i love the fact that you mentioned that it seemed like it was a trend right so I want to address that. So even because in in most cases, some people kind of go with the wave of what's happening. And that's where, uh, remember, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, being a boss babe and uh, being a boss and all this other stuff. And that's, it sounds cute, but it's not cute. Mm -hmm. I I have, I have seven team members. Being a boss means I have to make sure that the business, that the money we generate from this business is able to feed their families. It ain't cute. You see what I'm saying? Like that's not, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a high honor and it's a a major responsibility. And it's not something that people who own businesses and who, you know, uh, build empires, quote unquote, take lightly, you know? Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, with the ladies leaving corporate America in droves, there is a wave uh, of awakening happening Mm -hmm. outside of the idea or the understand not even the idea but the understanding that social security will practically be non-existent by the time we reach retirement age um and what i addressed a little bit earlier about us kind of being paralyzed to the fact that oh damn pandemic hit we had mass layoffs i didn't have a plan b you know what let me (laughs) let me uh major wake up call yeah, I was like, let me do what I need to do. So this job, here's the, th- here's the thing. They could fire you today, replace you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And all the hard work that you put into and all- And not look the- back. And not, not goodbye. Not think twice. And so uh, in in many cases, because we, we Black women, we're very prideful in some cases. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to uh, um, put our own family's well-being in someone else's hands. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, a job is- uh, necessary to pay bills. It's necessary to survive, to feed your family, so forth and so on. But if there's even a shred or an inkling of possibility, because I, I told you, we've interviewed thousands, mm-hmm. we've interviewed hundreds, we've helped thousands. Mm-hmm. And th- the thing is always the same is that they want to build a business, number one, not just so they can be proud of themselves, but so they can actually have something to pass along to their yeah. children, to their families and so forth. You can't pass a job You can't pass a nine to five down to your children. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But you can pass a family business down. And I think we're living in a different day though. Yes, Back in the day, you could on some level rely on it, but the cost of living was not what it is. Mm -hmm. People were not getting laid off, cut off, cut back, furloughed, nothing else like they are now. And we didn't have the resource or the access to start our own companies and to start our own side hustles now, you know, so our parents and their parents did not have the same advantage or opportunities at us as us. So why not just take advantage of it and soar? And I love what you said too, about building an empire. That's something everyone's talking about. I'm I'm building my, I have a a canvas painting on my wall in my bedroom that says she's busy building her empire. Like (laughs) as a reminder, every day, girl, get up, but you're right. It takes work. It's mm-hmm. not easy. It's not just you clocking in and clocking out. You got to get up and put in the work and make sure that you're doing what you need to do, not just for you, but for the other families that you are essentially helping to feed. I right. love that oh, you brought that up. I do have to say this also, because I, 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 I thank you for circling back and talking about building an empire. Ladies and whoever is hearing this, building an empire is not a solo job. 
No, it's not not a solo job. Mm -hmm. It literally requires you to be vulnerable enough to ask for help. Yes. Part of that perfectionism, part of that superwoman syndrome is always being the go-to. It's always being the person Mm. that everybody else can rely on because we got it on lock. We got it on point all day, every day, Right. right? And we, and, and any shred of showing that vulnerability of not having it all together is a fear of failure. Hmm. Okay. But believe it or not, being vulnerable is our greatest strength as women, because we are not designed to do it all on our own. Yeah, we're not. If you examine, I'm just going to keep it really funky with you right now. If you examine us historically, I'm talking Blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we're all one people, FYI. But back when we were ruling in Spain, Portugal, France, a lot of people don't know this. We were ruling all the whole freaking English, like we was ruling all of that stuff, right? We had servants. We Mm -hmm. had servants. We delegated things Mm -hmm. that needed to be done out okay so black women we it's in our dna to delegate use that okay (laughs) use that it's in our dna to delegate we are designed to literally think about every to think about all the intricate details we're designed biologically to look around the corner and see what's happening that's the reason why we are so perfect for entrepreneurship that's the reason why any black owned business or many black owned businesses that you come across if it's owned by a woman she got that ish on point okay it's usually it's like if for the ones that are uh, generating five figures or more in their businesses they got it on point they got it on point okay and reason being is because it's in our dna (laughs) but girl and that's the that's what's crazy not that this is becoming a history or a spiritual lesson but that Mm -hmm. is a part of who we are Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we forget who we are from a like you said a scientific or a biological standpoint and we go based off of what we've seen right so what did mom do what did grandma do what did great grandma do you know us growing up over here coming over here in captivity being right, treated right. the way we were treated having to have that independence the women not knowing where their husband was so they had to hold it down and do everything so we're looking at what we know based on the history of america for the last however many hundred years and right. not what's inside of us right. and it's important to take that step back and really examine who am i like you got to remind yourself who you are and i talk about this often as well if you don't remember who you are you will literally accept any lie that is spoken to you, any negative thought that comes into your mind, you're going to believe that. Like I said, I get up every morning and I'm like, what am I doing? Well, I don't know, but I know it's purposeful. And, and I'm like, I know what I know what God gave me to do. I know what I wrote down. I know the game plan. Let me put it in place and see what happens. And mm-hmm. then I'm pleasantly surprised at the end of every day, you know? But if you don't step in and walk in that purpose or you're hindered or limited by what you saw, well, mom had a job my whole life, might as well stay. When you have all of these great ideas, all of this purpose, all of these things living inside of you, like, no, step out on that. Go for it. Get involved with people like Nani. Get involved with people like me who are going to help you get to that next level because it's there. It's in you. Absolutely. But are you looking at what you see? Are you looking at what you hear? Are you looking at the people in your neighborhood or the women in your community who never went further? Like, you got to really tap in and remember who you are to your core. So I love that you brought that up. Absolutely. Change your circle. And if it is, yes. that's the thing, if it's hard to get intentional about 
reaching your freedom lifestyle. And when I say freedom lifestyle, I'm not just talking about your financial freedom. I'm talking about time freedom. I'm talking about freedom to choose to do whatever it is that you want to do. Nothing feels more amazing than being out on vacation. Okay. Best quote, best quote ever. Best quote ever. I saw it on IG. It says, I just want to stay low key. Oh, I just want to make money, stay low key and book a flight every month. Like that's the, that right there is it. That is it. Okay. Another, another quote, another quote was, um, what was it? I wasn't made to work a nine to five. I was made to swim in turquoise waters and paint in a villa by the sea. I love that. <laughs> that's it. Like that, that is what millennial women and later generations are uh, wanting we're yearning for more so than anything and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship seems to be the solution to making that yes happen. unfortunately that journey is not for everybody but for yes. the ones it is for that's why we're having this conversation mm-hmm. you know so and I'm- i mean and and even for people who aren't you know maybe it's not for you that's fine. You know, maybe it's for you to work a corporate job. Maybe that's where you thrive. Maybe you're an incredible asset to the company or an incredible leader of a team, or maybe you're to undergird another entrepreneur who, you know, you can assist and work with and learn from and grow. Like, you know, it's not to bash anybody or put anybody, putting anybody down. Um, and that's why with boss babe life hacks, we say it's for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. So you might want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you may never even get in that space, but this is a platform for you to understand just those boss babe life hacks to boss up in life, in business, as a mom, as a wife, as a partner, as a friend, as a sister, that's what this is for. So any of the tips that you're hearing today, literally you can apply across the board. Like this is not limited to being an entrepreneur. And that's what this is all about. Absolutely. I love the fact that you said that because I want the, um, uh, those category of ladies to understand that you as you are so needed as an advocate, you are so needed as an advocate. Not everybody can be on the forefront working all the bells and whistles, like entrepreneurs who are growing teams can do. Right. But if you are some, an advocate, we need more advocates than entrepreneurs, to be honest with you, like you as an advocate, absolutely. But Mm -hmm. you, even as an advocate, a lot of times people who love the capacity of serving and supporting, a lot of times you don't even realize you could take that and literally make a living off of that. That's why virtual assistants exist. That's why online business managers exist. That's why social media managers exist. So find an avenue, a, a zone, your zone of genius, and see where an entrepreneur may need your skill set. You know, yeah, yeah. therefore you can you can add you can be an advocate and you can still make a really really great living and still reach a freedom lifestyle without having to kind of be paralyzed by this one way of living life. Yes. If that makes sense, I, makes I love sense. that. Okay, so then I'm glad you brought that up because this will be our final question. Okay. or talking point, but let's talk about on the flip side of that, being an entrepreneur, let's talk about the hiring process and oh, yeah. finding quality employees or team members or assistants or part-timers. How do we go about doing that? Oh, that is a fabulous Is this question. hard out here? It you is hard out everybody. here. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. And one of the biggest things um, that I teach my students is the fact that Well, number one, when you start the hiring process, because like we talked about a little bit earlier, you got to delegate, right? In order to delegate, you have to endure the hiring process. Do not hire your friends and family, please, 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 because familiarity breeds contempt. And in a lot of cases, 
the people who are closest to you will not give you their absolute best as an employee because business and personal should never rub together. They're like oil and water. They're like oil and water. If you want your business to fail, hire your friends and family. All right. So I'm <laughs> like, thanks for coming to my TED talk. I, I got to tell you. All right. So, okay. So details, details, details. Yeah, now yeah. what we do internally is that we actually source, fully train, certify and place executive assistants for our students. We source them from the Philippines. That's the reason why they only cost $3 an hour. Thank God. Okay. Because wow. this is an actual livable wage for people living in the Philippines. Wow. Okay. Philippines, uh, here we come. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I actually, one of my team members has been, uh, her name is Judy. She's been on my team for a little over two years now, and she's from the Philippines. Wow. And she's been absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, she started out as a virtual assistant uh, working for me two years ago, and now she is the actual, she's my student success director. So she's wow. the person who is doing the recruiting. She's helping do the training and the certifying and placing amazing. executive students with our, um, with our, with our glow getters is what we call our, our elite students. Our amazing. Glow right? So it, it, I say that to say this, if you choose not to get somebody that's certified in building up sales funnels, managing social media, uh, projecting and scaling revenue for your business, et cetera, if you choose not to you know, work with us as far as making that happen, one of the things that you're going to need to be prepared for in the hiring process is by making sure that you are already putting barriers in place that allow you to only talk to the best of the best during the interviews, okay? The way that you do that is by making sure that in the job descriptions, when you go on Indeed, you go on ZipRecruiter, things like that, and you post your job descriptions, you wanna make sure that it only fits one kind of person. That person has to be the best of the best because we don't have the funds to invest in just paying somebody That's just to pay good. somebody. We cannot afford that as small business owners. We got to make sure that what we're investing in people, they are bringing revenue, they're bringing productivity back into the business. So one of the um, one of the biggest hacks to make sure that you get a really successful employee that is just the absolute perfect person for you, that's super dedicated, super hardworking, is outside of that uh, really really specific job description. You got to make sure that when they actually come on to the interview, that they uh, are required to do or perform a small sample of what their everyday job is going to be. And that way you'll actually be able to see their quality work before you even pay them. Okay. That's good. That's good. So we've done that. I've, I've had maybe, cause I have seven employees now we've done at least five rounds of um, you know, of hiring, but mm -hmm. now I've streamlined it. So we literally do a round of hiring every single week for the executive assistants, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a system all on its own. That's hands off for me now. Thank God. That's, that. hands -off. that's hands off. Part of delegation. Okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, within that, just make sure that like, let's say, for example, if you're looking for a social media manager, they show up to the interview, you're going to want to make sure that they actually do a sample. They take your page, you give them a set of instructions on creating one piece of content from the creative to the copy, see what it looks like, give them, okay. uh, give them the instructions and see what they do with that. Uh, a lot of times what I also do inside of the application, because I, I use a Google form Mm -hmm. for the application right mm -hmm. and i always have a section that asks them to either upload 
a video or give a short little explainer say, stating why we should hire you. Nine times out of 10, if that person has taken the time out to create a video, upload it on YouTube and added the link to YouTube, mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, that's your person. That's your person because wow. they they go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. They're doing the extra work. That's it. That's it. That's what I've been. That's what I've been able to see in, uh, you know, in 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 my experience of hiring. And now at this point, we have about because we actually just finished our first round of uh, certified executive assistants. So we have six executive assistants who are ready to be placed with our uh, with our students now, and they they finna hit the ground running. Wow. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank but you. I love that to always just look for the person that goes the extra mile. Because mm -hmm. that was me. Yep. Before you pay that him. Was me. I'm doing the, but I'm showing up to the interview with my portfolio. Here's what I can do. You know, my first job when I was 16, I worked for a clothing store. It, my One of my favorite jobs. I was, all, you know, always loved fashion. And when I showed up, I had a portfolio in hand. Here's what I can do. Like, and they didn't ask me for that. But I had been putting together like styling for short films and fashion shows and all kind of stuff for years before I got that job, you know? So I was like, let me just show them what I can do. And I don't know if that's meant anything to them, but it meant a lot to me just for me to know, like you put your best foot forward and hopefully you'll beat out the competition. And I was at that job for a long time. Like, there you go. I think three years and, and then I moved to another city and I got about five raises being there Yo, the yeah. course, at 16, like that was major, you know? So always look for the person that's putting their best foot forward. And then again, on the flip side, as an entrepreneur, put your best foot forward for them too. Like show up for your employees too. Don't disappoint them and let them down, but let them know like, wow, my boss really does what they do and they go above and beyond for us. Another thing, because uh, all of my employees have been with me for over a year and a half, except one that I just hired in May. Uh, they've, they've been with me for some years, so right? Good. It's wonderful, but one another hack. Oh my God, you cannot skip this. Hackers. Okay. <laughs> not ever, ever, ever hire somebody without them signing an employee agreement form. Okay. Oh yeah. That it is paperwork that covers your behind as the employer, that that also outlines what your expectation is of their level of work. It gives it gives um it gives outlines and details. If you're not showing up on time. This is what's happening on the first offense, second offense, third offense, fourth offense, fifth offense, right? Mm -hmm. If you are not clocking in or clocking out when you need to, if you're not sending end of day reports when you need to, uh, if there's a, you know inappropriate behavior, if you are not bringing money into the business, you mm -hmm. will be let go. This right here, this, this is the stipulation, the initial, mm -hmm. they sign, I sign, we're good. That way I don't have to be micromanaging. I don't have to be mean or nasty. Mm -hmm. I can show up fully ready to celebrate their wins, fully ready to support them because I know they're giving everything they can into my business. You know what I'm saying? So it's a love, it's a, it's love all over the place. It, yeah. You know, my team, I love my team and they love me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that's, that's another hack that you cannot overlook. And that's one of the things that we provide to our students also is a fully outlined employee agreement that yep. both parties have to sign to before you pay anybody one red cent. Okay. I agree. We got employee manuals. We have our training process. After you go through all that, you sign, say you understand everything. We got non-disclosures. Yeah. You're not taking our stuff to somebody else. Like the go. whole shebang, baby. I'm yes. going, hopefully I'll be going to law school next year. So I'm like wow. super into <laughs> contracts and agreements and just making sure everybody's okay. Cause it's almost like, I hate to put it this way, but 
going into a relationship with someone, you have your list of expectations. Whether you ever state those things or not, which ladies, let's be clear, state them, be fair. You know, guys cannot read our minds or your partner cannot read your mind. But when you go into a relationship, you expect certain things, right? And when those those expectations are not being met, now you want to break up, you want to argue, you want to whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you didn't state those things, if those things weren't clear, Absolutely. you can't really be upset. And that's why it's important, especially being an entrepreneur or a small business owner. Sometimes we we it's an oversight, you know, we really don't think about doing that. We're just so excited and get trigger happy, but no sign. I don't do nothing without a contract. Probably the only thing I do without a signed agreement is my podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but you signing baby, we signing everything, you know, and I'm holding up my end of the bargain and vice versa. So I love that. Great, 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 great hack. Yes. yes, Do you have any other tips or tricks or hacks before we, before we go? I have so many, but I just give us one, just give us one. Oh God. I know you're full of it. I love it. I am. I always, so listen. I, I, I am. Okay. Give me a topic and I'll give a hack for it. Cause I just okay. have so many. I have so um, many. Let's talk about, Ooh, we talked about hiring. Let's talk about firing. Oh shoot. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So with firing, cause I've only had to do it twice. Um, Ooh, yes. That means you hire really well. You're right. Right. Absolutely. We have a really foolproof hiring system. Right. But uh, with firing, believe it or not, people will fire themselves. Uh, and I, I, I say that because if you do a really good job of outlining what the expectation is mm-hmm. and you show up and you, um, you, you kind of show up from a space of being ready to help and seeing ways to find solutions to whatever issues there are. Mm-hmm. My first idea is not to fire you. My, my idea is how are we going to be working together to make sure that this isn't an issue moving forward? Mm. Because I set those expectations and those expectations, if, if those expectations are not met, they usually dismiss themselves. They usually go, you know what? I'm so sorry. I can't like literally. Okay. Two wow. examples. Cause I remember I, I, I only had to do this twice and really I didn't even do it. They did it themselves. Wow. So, so, but that's again, time, you had a really foolproof system on the front end and, and you hired yes. quality people with good character. Yes. So yes. you don't have to worry about that. Okay, go ahead. Yes. So the first time that it happened, um, there was a woman that I hired commission only. And during the time, you know, I thought she was going to be one of my strongest salespeople. And, but unfortunately from day one, she mentioned, she said, well, you know, I have narcolepsy. I was like, oh, hell. So <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I'm going to have to sit down and take a nap. What the hell going on here? So, (laughs) so that was that, but, uh, but the the experience there was the fact that, you know, we had, I had to constantly keep talking to her constantly, constantly, constantly. And then she said, you know what, Bonnie, I'm so sorry. I'm just not you know, I'm not able to be here the way that I would love to be here. Hold so. on. Anybody with narcolepsy, I'm not laughing at you. I know. I got family I members and sometimes I question myself, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was just like, bruh, this That's was crazy. never discussed at any point in time in the interview That's important. Those you know, sort of that is important. important. That is important. So she dismissed herself. Then the second person who I hired as a uh, as an appointment setter just to be on the phones, Okay. she mentioned she had a full-time job and I told she was actually one of my students Whoa. when I announced that I was hiring she wow. jumped on it and she's had like 20 plus years of experience so I was like okay well, yeah right you know and so she um we go through the hiring process and I told her I said this you know you have a full-time job 
are you sure that you can commit to the work commitment that's outlined in this job? She reassured me several times. Absolutely, it's not going to be a problem, so forth and so on. I said, okay, fine. So, you know, we, we had our little welcome meeting and all that good stuff. Day one, we go through orientation. We set up her stuff. I don't know if she thought that I was running some kind of side hustle foolishness, but by the end of day one, she said, Nani, Nani, I'm so sorry. I can't do this. <laughs> no. I, I said, thank you so much for yeah. telling me this before we even, you know, went real, real deep into the relationship. I said, because th this is a real job. This yeah. is a real job. I don't know what you, you know, you have a full-time job. You got meetings, you got this, you got that. You got to be on the phones for five hours a day, honey. Mm -hmm. I already outlined this yeah, and told yeah. you this was the expectation. You signed off on the dotted line that yeah. said, yes, I agree to the commitment. And day yeah. one, she was like, no, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. I said, girl, thank you. Thank you <laughs> thank for you. telling me in advance because Seriously. it would have been hell if she tried to, you know, stick with the commitment. Yeah. Conflicts all over the well, We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. I had so, a very similar issue, but for me, it was, I had brought on seven people and we went through orientation. We did everything right. And there was something I've, I've, I've come through everything I've been through in my life. I've come to a point where I'm like, if you don't feel it, you just don't feel it. And right. I went through the hiring process. We signed all the agreements. We did the orientation, everything else. And I'm sitting on one of the zoom calls with everyone. And I said, this is not my team. And I dismissed them. And oh. I, I, I genuinely believe I made a really, really great decision, but what, I just felt that I was like, it? what made you make it? I don't know. It was just something that let me know. And, and I want to say a week later, one of the girls got another job full-time. Another one got a full-time like two weeks after that. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Cause I was just doing part-time with them, but mm -hmm. it, we were also going to be training. So if I was hosting events, like I'm flying you out, I'm getting your hotel, you're coming and you know, all these things. And right. I just felt not, not to say that someone wouldn't be worth the investment, but I felt it wouldn't be the worth the investment of my time because something in me knew this is not going to be it. And literally everyone went left and right, literally right after. Like, I just th try to think about what things would have been if I would have just went all in. Because me, when I go in, I'm in. Right. And you can ask some of my, my past employees or people, because what I've done in the past, I'll hire, you know, we'll do a six-month thing or whatever the case may be, you know, just trying to fill things out. My my teams that I've had in the past, they know when we, it's like, we we own it, you know, and I'm yes. I, they're traveling, I'm booking their flights, they're coming out here because a lot of it is remote or I'm flying somewhere to be at an event or whatever that looks like. So when I'm in it, I'm in it. I, I give you my heart. But something told me that that wasn't my team and it wasn't. And I, I, like, I'm so glad I made that decision. That I'm so awesome. glad. That's awesome. But sometimes you'll feel it and you yeah, just gotta, that's you gotta so believe true. yourself. That's so true. That's actually how I came across my, um, my director of operations. Mm -hmm. I, uh, we went through two rounds of hiring mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, it just, people that seemed like they were the perfect fit for whatever reason, they just weren't the right culture ad. And that we're super huge on that too. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. I don't just care about your credentials. I want to know if you're going to make a really great culture ad, because I want you to stay with LOE Academy. And if it's not, if the vibes aren't there, I, for, I, so I didn't hire for maybe six months and I needed one like wow. yesterday and just out of nowhere, an old acquaintance reached out with all the credentials, wow. all the credentials via email, uh, called me up. Hey, you know, I was wondering if you could, uh, what, what do you think about, you know, just opening up an internship? And I'm like, internship? 
we have never done an internship, you know, and, right. and I saw her credentials and I saw her potential and just her level of tenacity and even wow. asking to be a part of LOE Academy. And um, she is now my director of operations and she is killing it. Yes. So yeah, so it it that it really a lot of times, especially when you know that your business, like I said, it serves so much bigger than you. Like my business is my ministry, and I have to make sure that I am putting the most high before Mm -hmm. anything. Like we represent that. We Mm -hmm. represent the Lord with whatever we doing. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so and so if if that's the case i have to make sure that the people i'm aligning myself with on the on a daily basis are on that same level mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's the reason why it took months but i was like all right all right lord thank you i appreciate you for sending me this person right here because we needed yeah. one real bad real bad it takes time you know it takes time but this has been incredible i don't want to stop talking to you but for the sake of time oh no cut it off. maybe we'll do a round two yeah, do this again another day. But Nani, you are incredible. I love what you're doing. I'm very I, I mean, you know, we're just meeting recently, but I'm proud of you and the incredible work that you're doing because you're changing so many lives. You've changed mine just in this oh, conversation. Thank and you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And I'm just I'm happy to know you. I'm excited for all of the incredible things that you're doing. And I just can't wait to continue to follow your journey and just see the impact that you continue to have. So thank you. Oh, you. likewise, likewise. Hopefully you'll be in the tribe. Okay. We'll connect. We'll be Period. able to connect. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love yes. it. But yes, keep doing what you're doing because this you. platform is so needed. It's thank so you. needed. And it's actually one of the catalysts or one of the channels by which ladies who we're talking to are actually going to be feeding their own spirit with to say, you wow, know, I can do this. I can wow. get this done. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I, I can be focused and I can, I can reach yeah. out to Farah and I can reach out to Nani and I can, I can do this. They're going yeah. So yeah, keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> so tell everyone how they can connect with you online and your website, your socials, all that good stuff. Okay, wonderful. So uh, our social media handle on IG, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, everywhere is LOE Academy, Facebook included. So L-O-E-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. The first place, and this is usually for, uh, because there are two types of women who uh, usually come across our our radar, right? So the ladies who, because everybody's going through superwoman syndrome, imposter syndrome, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you are somebody who is in the very beginning stages of building your business, one of the first resources I would refer you to is our free app. So we have an app called the CEO Glow Up Society. And the CEO Glow Up Society app is free to download and you have uh, access to it for 14 days, no card, no purchase necessary. You can download it from the Apple store or the Google Play store or visit go.loeacademy.com forward slash app to be able to download it from whichever uh, whichever place, including the web version. Um, that is for my ladies who are making less than, I'd say less than $2,000 a month in your business. So uh, what you would do after you download that app is you're gonna take what's known as a side hustle success challenge. That challenge is where I have taken all 10 years of my experience in wow. building business and I've condensed it into a 30 day challenge and I pull back the curtain on what we do and what our students do to generate five figures, uh, monthly, daily, weekly, all that good stuff. Okay. So that's that and monetize oh, your good. social media account for my ladies who are ready for the six figure conversations, who are ready for the delegation, who like, they want to work with me. They want to be a part of our elite glow getter school and they actually need an actionable 
uh, $100,000 action plan, like a roadmap. Wow. We actually take the time to do that in a free, uh, what it's known as a glow up call. That glow up call is where you're going to be sitting one-on-one with either myself or any one of my academy coaches. We're going to audit all of your stuff. We audit Period. your website. We audit. Hey, <laughs> we, we audit need it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You need expert eyes on your brand. If you're ready mm-hmm. to scale, you're like, okay, I'm making a little two, two K here, 3k here. I want to know what I need to do to get mm-hmm. to hundred K in the next 12 weeks. Like no exaggeration. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you would schedule that glow up call. The website to be able to do that is go.loeacademy.com forward slash apply. Okay. So you choose the best day and time that works for you. Then you're going to get a phone call from one of my team members. So we're going to do a little bit of homework before you actually hop on Zoom. We got to check what your goals are, what your gaps are, what's happening, like what's right. preventing you from getting to your goal. And we also talk about your mindset because you, they go hand in hand. If your mindset ain't right, your money's going to be funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we talk, we talk about all of that stuff in about 10 minutes or so uh, before actually hopping on that Zoom call. And only if it makes sense for us to provide you with that roadmap to your success, then we we hand it to you and an executive assistant to boot. Okay, so so I that's that. It. That's that. <laughs> but those it. are the two resources that I would recommend. And if you want, you know, weekly tips, gems, and even times that I hop on live because I go, uh, I live stream. I try to live stream at least once a week, but you know, the way automation is set up, I don't have to. So. <laughs> so <laughs> So with that being the case, what you want to do is text the word start to 2177-GLOW-UP. That's start to 217-745-6987. And I actually shoot you over the link to download the app right there. So it's kind of like, you there know, you two, two for one. So that's it. Those are the three ways that uh, that people can get in touch with us. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Nani. This has been a absolute joy. Thank you to the listener for tuning in to Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah LaRae. Make sure that you tune in every week for a new episode and share this with a friend because good friends don't let friends not hear good podcasts. Until next time, I'll see you. Have a good one, guys. All right. Thanks for listening to the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. Remember to leave a comment or review and give this episode a five-star rating. Let me know what you thought about this topic. And don't forget to share this with a friend because good friends don't let friends not hear good podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Boss Babe Life Hacks and you can find me on the gram at It's Farrah Larray. Thanks to all of our sponsors and guests for being a part of this movement to inspire women like you. And major thanks to you, the listener, for keeping this podcast alive with your reviews, support, and for always coming back for more. Until next time, this is Farrah LeRae sending you mad love and signing off.